Real Housewives meets Survivor meets SVU. Hashtag statutory. On this episode of Blurg, Milf Island Edition. Hi, Gemstones, and welcome. I am Nick. I'm confused. <laughs> and she's Emma. Today we're talking about Milf Island, an exceptional episode of 30 Rock. In the shadow of NBC's latest, perhaps only hit of the past two decades, our 30 Rock gang is embroiled in a tabloid scandal where dearest Jack Donaghy is labeled a Class A moron by one of his employees. And evidently he only employs the TGS staff because they're the only ones condemned to the Rockefeller Inquisition. Another plot point, Soyjoy gets more airplay than Jenna, Pete gets trapped under the weight of his bad decisions and a vending machine, and Tracy just thought he was in Miami. Julie, let's go for it. What is this, Horseville? Because I am surrounded by naysayers. We are lovers. Oh, that word bums me out. Unless it's between the words meat and pizza. Live every week like a shock week. Well, I'm going to get yelled at. What's going on with you? The season finale of MILF Island, and oh. I'm going to watch it alone in my office. That's pretty grim, Pete. Oh, a dangler. Liz, I'm going to get free food. Wow. It's Soy Joy. Who doesn't love Soy Joy? Somebody upstairs has changed their mind about old Pete Hornberger. Ow. I'm stuck. Uh, overall thoughts about MILF Island. What are your thoughts? This is one of my favorite episodes of all time. Yeah. <laughs> this is just an exceptional 30 minutes of TV. From start to finish, the... Like, I have not watched Real Housewives of any city. I've seen clips <laughs> and such. I'm so sorry, Julie. So I'll need you to explain them to me. Um, but I feel like this is what happens. Maybe with more little boys, though. This is more survivor-based than Real Housewives. Maybe it's just because they're women of a certain age. How creepy is it when they're all sitting there on the dais or whatever it is, and it's these bikini-clad women and these poor little children? It's very <laughs> unnerving. I mean, when you talk about the Ebony Enchantress, you think Deborah from Milf Island. And then when you get voted off the island that you have to take off your bikini top and put it <laughs> in the fire, I mean, this show is wrong. <laughs> and you know my secret, not that secret to you guys, love of Pete Hornberger, and this is just... <laughs> There's a lot of horn. Hornburger episode. <laughs> it's horny. It's Hornburger. It's perfection. The sex, lies, puberty, betrayal, relay races. <laughs> Hornburger, yes. Hi, you reach point. You beat Hornburger. Oh! <laughs> There's so many. Just like as a collective cohesive episode, it's so fun because all the plot points go together. It's one of the few yes. centralized storylines that we have um, because Jenna's not in it. Oh, you're welcome, Julie. You're welcome, Julie. <laughs> And then they just sort of bring Tracy in, but it's fun. And the backdrop of everyone's watching Milf Island, it reminds me of like the days of Survivor when, you know, how there were certain points during like Brit Britain's Got Talent or something that electricity would spike during commercials because everyone put on a pot of kettle during commercials and it like took out power grids. That was America. Where, where did you read that? What are you talking about? The internet, Julie. It was on the internet. Were you Reddit searching like power surges during the commercials of Britain's Got Talent? I happened upon it, Julie. <laughs> I just happened upon it. But everyone was watching Survivor and Milf Island feels like a cultural touchstone. <laughs> and is it just me or does Rob Hubel have a totally punchable face? Like, do you not want to just knock him out? The yeah, host what? of Milf Island. I think it's because oh, yes. he was, um, he was in not 30 Rock. What's the other one? The Office. The Office. Yeah. Oh, was he? So he, was, he was the other guy. 
Yeah. I don't even know that. I just know him from like his comedy bang bang stuff. He's like in with Paul Shear and Jason Sudeik, not Jason Sudeikis, Jason Manzukis and that whole group of people. And he's always the dick. Always. Mm-hmm. He's a very dicky face. And really 34 ways. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's got and sort of like dick. the, the yeah. Joel McHale haircut sort of situation. I think we brought it. I think I brought it up on our other podcast takes all over the place, but Joel McHale was on the one episode of a Quibi show where they made a dog house that looked like your house. So you've got this beautiful <laughs> house, like in the Valley, maybe in LA and they made a palatial dog home, you know, like a miniature version of it. And, you know, Quibi has gone for a reason, but you're like, this is the height of crazy radio. Like 2020 was a rough time. Mainly because of Quibi. What the hell was that? <laughs> what happened? Of Quibi. <laughs> I don't know. And I what like, else happened? I want to love Matt Rogers so much because, by the way, he's gay. He and Bo and Yang went off on Meghan McCain for at least a 22 minute rant this week <laughs> on the nice. podcast Lex Plus Culture Regis. And I was like, yes! So, uh, <laughs> um, but she's your he, best friend, doesn't she? We're not best friends. We're just, we're just good, good friends. friends. For someone Julie hates, Julie brings up Meghan McCain every waking moment. I want to be her. I want to be no, you daddy's don't. girl. I want to be <laughs> entitled. I want every story to be about me. You're just describing me. Exactly. That's so rude. That's so rude. I'm a Democrat. But I didn't like their gay show, their game show on Quibi, and then his Was it a game show? show? Yeah, like it was gay? G-A-Y-M-E. Ugh. Back to MILF Island, Nick and his sidetracks. I mean, you just can't keep them on straight right. and narrow. Fuck you, Matt Rogers. And like, fuck me, Mike Rogers. Like, whatever. I'm, I'm game. I'm very flexible. All right. So the episode starts. Male announcer, Rob Hewell, punchable. <laughs> oh my God. Com- You're just like coming up the on the final now. season of MILF Island. <laughs> Holy hot mamas. But who will the final hot mama be? You'd like to know. I would like to know. Spoiler alert, it's Deborah, who came here to be number one. Coming up next. So Liz enters the writer's room, which I kept writing workroom because Drag Race is so in the forefront <laughs> of my mind. Like, Liz enters workroom. I'm like, not called the workroom. Writer's room. It's called MILF Island. Just, can we talk about this premise of this show sure. for a second? 20 MILFs. 50 eighth grade boys. How many no rules? No rules. No rules. Zero Tonight, rules. One winner. Welcome to Mill fucking Island. Ah, so the entire writers room gang is watching this. Liz is like, "Are you even gonna like do any fucking work?" Which I don't think they do. I feel like it'd be very hard to manage a comedy team because like research and development is literally just watching TV and doing drugs. I would assume based on how many people have been in rehab from SNL. Twenty-seven. <laughs> There's a number I made up, and the number of dresses that Catherine <laughs> I wore in that movie. <laughs> Which I never saw. Have you watched you the Catherine Heigl show that's on Netflix? No, no, someone I respect on Twitter said it was bad, so I immediately was like, yeah, it's probably terrible. I heard it was the worst. Not as bad as MILF Island. That's a really bad show. And then Liz says, didn't one of the MILFs die during production? And Lux is totally got it. He's like, she had too much champagne and a monkey knocked her into some quicksand. It could happen anywhere. What a horrific... Because someone was filming that and let her die. Somebody was talking about childhood fears that we had that are completely unfounded, like quicksand. Like you thought catching it was on fire everywhere. But I mean, yeah. like quicksand, you were like, "Oh God, it's, it's going to be everywhere I go anytime I'm outside." Yeah, and it eats you like that. <laughs> You're dead, dead, mm-hmm. dead. Yeah, non-Newtonian liquids in general terrifying. 
What? Non who's what? Non Newtonian liquids, where like you can you can run across a quaff. <laughs> where you run across a liquid and the weight dispersion prevents you from sinking it immediately. It doesn't operate as a liquid would, but it's technically still a liquid, as quicksand is. This one time, my family took us down to Lake Cumberland, and unbeknownst to me, this leaved-over area, which just looked like leaves, was a pool that had a cover on top that had leaves all over it. You can't die this way. So I'm running, I don't know, beating up my sister, feeding some raccoons, and I end up running onto the pool. It's just a, a vinyl cover, so I start to sink. And I can't get out because it's enveloping me. Oh my and god! Then did I, you live? No, I died. Uh, <laughs> luckily, I had not made it that far. So by the time it started to really get me, I could grab the wall and pull myself mm-hmm. out. But I was like, <gasps> quicksand! <laughs> so I really thought that I had landed in quicksand. So the first thing you're supposed to do in quicksand is stay calm, and then <laughs> <laughs> says who Scooby Doo? Like, um, no, I used to. I too thought quicksand was going to be a big part of my life. So I have Googled all the ways to survive quicksand. In enters what could be a punchable face, but I don't think so in Jack McBrayer. Kenneth comes in and says, Miss Levin, you might have a problem. I was just looking through the paper for that article called Speed Dating. She's like, gah, 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 gah. Which doesn't feel like an activity Liz would partake in at all. A lot she of people... She singles dodgeball. She does... She when she was trying to be a different person, though. Mm. Do you even watch the show? <laughs> Contextually. <laughs> Would but, you ever go to speed dating? I mean, if I was drunk, yeah. <laughs> Whether I started or got there, I don't. I would not go to speed dating though. That I mean, that feels like grinder. Grinder is basically speed dating just virtually, so I don't have to leave my room. So he comes across an article on page six, and Liz is totally freaking out, upset. Who did this? Which TGS with Tracy George? Oh, Stafford? I completely missed that they specified this show. I was like, does he not have any other employees? My bad, y'all. Which TGS with Tracy Jordan Stepper called Corporate Honcho Jack Donaghy a great class A moron. Well Donaghy's up for the G chairmanship. Sorry. I'm playing has misgivings, adding, that guy can eat my poo. Um, so Liz is incensed, outraged. At she, this point, do you think she knows? She doesn't know, right? She really doesn't know till the end, or does she know? Well, I think she knows because she did it. She seems genuinely surprised when Kenneth calls her out, I feel like. No? Um, do I have to Tammy Brown on you for a moment? Acting! I was acting! <laughs> Take someone for a walk in nature. Moving on. <laughs> so, she is incensed, outraged, telling her staff, who's not working or doing anything, I, you know, I'm not taking the bullet from this. This is bad. Um, and then Frank affirms that by saying, like, lose your job bad. Which... And Punchable Rob Hewell says, prepare for the craziest night of television of your life. This is the best. Like, I am not easy to please, but I'm also very difficult to satisfy. And just having these moments and like, don't think about it, Julie. Having these moments of the TV show within the TV show, mirroring what's happening in like the real world TV world versus this and having it cut so beautifully. It's like watching rain come down your window when you're in a cozy cabin snuggled by a fire drinking a hot cocoa spiked with whiskey it is magic my words exactly (laughs) so we run into my boyfriend my twin soul my 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 pete hornberger are you cheating on dean winters oh he's gonna be on the next episode welcome to the stage dean winters 
Liz is like, what are you up to? I'm going upstairs to get yelled at. And Pete's like, I'm going to watch the season finale of MILF Island alone in my office, which I'm like, hell yes. This and is one of like, my favorite lines. That's pretty grim, Pete. Yeah, that's super grim. So then, being my Pete once again, he's like, oh, look, a dangler, Liz. I'm going to get free food. Nothing makes me happier. And it's soy joy. Who doesn't love soy joy? Somebody upstairs has changed their minds about old Pete Hornberger. <laughs> What's your favorite product placement? Verizon, Snapple, Soyjoy. Snapple always. Okay. Can we have our money now, please? That was well. That was from Verizon. Was it? You or betrayed it yourself with facts. Was it the <laughs> no, microwave? It was from Verizon. No, it's from Verizon. I mean, you're normally right about these things, but it doesn't feel good. <laughs> so she, he's all alone. He's trapped in the vending machine. But Basically, now we go to Jack's office where he's watching Milf Island, and they are like. Deborah and Deborah are battling with like jousting sticks, but they're also like kind of twerking. I don't. Are you been a fan of the show? It was Deborah and Shauna squaring off at Erection Cove. Oh, you're right. Sorry. <laughs> Step in a Z formation. <laughs> Erection um, Cove. Totally. Do you think that leads off into ejaculation estuary? Is my question. I've never seen, heard, or spoken the word estuary before. Estuary is like a body of water that often flows from a cove. So Liz is like, uh, I don't really watch this show. He's like, the Deborah is amazing. Have you heard her story? Sit back for this tale. <laughs> Before she was cast on Milf Island, she was just a struggling actress living in LA. Inspiring. <laughs> so inspiring. She has a real star quality. You should meet with her. And that is why Liz has been brought up there. She's no, like, oh, she for wishes. you. Well, initially, she believes, I'm putting myself in Liz's shoes because I'm a trained actor. Um, I read Stanislavski. Wikipedia article once for a paper. That was and, a very 30 rock line right there. <laughs> Am I becoming the show? Is this showception? <laughs> Milf Island, within 30 rock, within Nick's mind. Troy and Abed doing movies. Anyway, okay, so. <laughs> Liz is like, phew, I'm off the hook. He just wanted to talk to me about this fucking show that I have to fucking write about this fucking actress. Neat. Um, and then he denies a call from Sumner Redstone, a famous billionaire, like media magnet. I can Google too, bitch. Julie's <laughs> looking so surprised. He's a Democrat, which is surprising, which is probably why um, Jack didn't want his call. He died. Um, and then he's like, I'll return the call. I hope he did before 2019. <laughs> when he died. Um, well, the calls have been pouring in all night. Milf Island's huge. We knew from erection codes that we were dealing with a big one. That was Cove, but I got engorged. <laughs> so he, he should be celebrating, but he's waiting for a call from Don Geis. You think he'll call me Jackie Boy? Then I'll, then be, I'll be at Erection, erection Cove. Oh. No, we had different reactions to that. When he we said both. that, I was like, and I said, yes, daddy, I do. <laughs> Let's eat some tiramisu. <laughs> Your rhyme game has been on point this entire evening. <laughs> Because I come correct, all right? And then I also come at Erection Cove. So she congratulates him. You must be very proud. He's like, when you meet Deborah, have her do her Indian cab, <laughs> cab driver impression. She really pulls it off. And she's like, why would I meet with her? He's like, because we're going to develop a spinoff. I thought you could write it. And she's Liz like, is still being super pretentious highbrow. It's like, calm down, lady. Um, the show is the lowest common denominator. To which Jack replies, so astutely, the critics said the same thing about Shakespeare. Who, Liz counters, never had a confessional shower sponsored by Dove Pro-Age. <laughs> Did we not chortle at that? 
<laughs> you did. So you have seen the show. And why shouldn't you? It has sex, lies, stewardy betrayal, headache. relay races. Mm, it reflects the drama, the human experience, and isn't that the essence of art? <laughs> I don't think eating bugs to earn tampons is Which art. Which is like, honestly, probably something Survivor does. No. They don't <laughs> tell us about it anyway. So she's talking about what real art is. Performance is an art. Writing is an art. What we do is art. Flash Cut to art episode. <laughs> Somebody, Somebody put too be- many thoughts <laughs> in this engine. It's about to explode. <laughs> Jack's just fucking looking out for his mentee, saying, you know, I saw this as an opportunity for you to make an obscene amount of moolah. Well, no thanks. I have integrity. It's farting! It's farting! We cut back to her art. So Liz is trying to get out of there. She's like, well, unless there's something else, I'm just going to go. And Jack's like, nope, we got to talk about this. Page six debacle. You know, if you Um, Google the phrase class A moron, my name pops up first now. We get another onomatopoeia 30 Rock spectacular moment when she's about to leave. And she says, mute, which I know sounds like a Soviet city, but it's just something she says. I liked it. She says it again later. When you Google class A moron, Alec Baldwin comes up first. Step aside, Randy Quaid. Really? Yeah, it just says class A moron, Alec Baldwin thrown off a plane for words or something. <laughs> She's like, Jack, I'm sorry you saw that. Not I'm sorry you said it. Not I'm sorry it happened. Jack, I'm sorry you saw that. That's an I'm sorry you feel that way statement. I hate that. When someone's like, well, I'm sorry you feel that way. I'm like, uh, no. You can be sorry you said it. You can be sorry that you're a terrible, horrible person who should be burned at the stake. But don't be sorry that I feel that way. My feelings are my feelings. Okay? Mm-hmm. And he's like, it's good timing for me professionally. I'll find out who did it and I'll beat it out of them. So he does, he lays out the whole framework for this inquisition. He's going to turn the heat up on your people, the TGF staff, and literally, breaks, literally, and sees who breaks first. Jonathan is very and Jonathan in the Stanford prison experiment would have actually killed someone. <laughs> someone would have actually died by his hand. So Liz goes out into the hallway and says, "Jonathan, can you round up these idiots?" And they're already there. The whole staff is outside of Jack's Hey, office. buddies. She tries to cover it up. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> Has it happened to you when you're talking about someone behind their back, but they're actually behind your back listening? This week, yes. Yeah, like literally so many times in my life. Terrible. I had Shut to come up, up, Julie. So Twofer realizes what a smart guy he is that Jack Donaghy knows, because why else would they all be summoned to his office? Um, well, they can't watch the finale. Of Mill fucking Island. Or eat pizza. <laughs> so everyone's wondering... What's his lead? Who does he think is responsible for this? Um, obviously, what's his name? Speaks Josh. up. Josh, which is apropos that I forgot that. Because Liz responds with, no, I think he forgot that you're a person. Hilarity, because Josh is barely there. Frank wants to know how long it's going to take. Our pizzas are downstairs. and The tribunal was just about to make one of the last four MILFs hang up her bikini top. This is my favorite MILF. Hold on. I wrote, Rob Hubel is disgusting. <laughs> But like in a sexy way. Zalutha, you kept it tight. <laughs> Heidi, we no longer want to hit that. Get off Milf Island. And this was around the time when reality TV was exploding. Like the comeback had aired sort of before the reality TV wave really took off. Like Survivor was around. But this was like Top Chef, Pack Your Knives and Go, all these catchphrases. And we no longer want to hit that. Where's their Emmy? I'm in Frank's world, though. He's like, can I just get the pizzas and bring them up here? <laughs> I, I just need our snacks. I know. Fine <coughs> being stuck up here. Just let me have a pizza. 
Like, nope, you have to stay here in case Mr. Donaghy calls you in. She's like, look, whoever did this needs to fess up now. Liz is like, I can protect you. I just need to know who it is. Fine. Everybody, close your eyes. Whoever did it, raise your hand. And what do they do? They flip her off. Rude. Comedy. (laughs) Oh, really mature, guys. You're on your own. So, the moral compass of this whole TV program, Kenneth says, can I have a moment with you, Lemon? And he has some thoughts about who potentially did this. Um, While he's talking to her, Lutz and Frank form a douchebag alliance because they're douchebags. Now, we all know someone who's tried to reform their image, like Lutz, who's who's been made over by his sister-in-law and feels that he's a completely different person because he's been down. Nope. We're a couple of fat perverts. Fat pervert losers. Um, and then Kenneth, we'll get to the Pete storyline in just a second, but Kenneth, um, has some thoughts about who potentially did this and he knows it's not Tufer, who would never use the word poo. Frank couldn't have done it because he was very busy making fun of Kenneth's haircut. And also he saw Liz do it. <laughs> they really set us up. Classic <laughs> joke. Misdirect, misdirect. Boom. <laughs> Amazing. Now, Pete at this time is trapped in the vending machine. He's calling out for help. His shirt is caught on what's something that feels very sharp. He's narrating this to himself. Yeah. And he's like, maybe so I can get knows. this shirt, shirt off. And he, so he struggles and twists and turns. His shirt is off and he's still stuck. TV how? magic <laughs> is how, Julie. So uh, as soon as Kenneth punctuates, and I saw you do it, we cut back to what's his name again? Rob Hubel <laughs> saying the game is about to change. Ah, oh, the symmetry. What did you, what do you mean? You, you saw me do it. Uh, it was yesterday downstairs. Um, when she was talking to Tracy Jordan, who was going to Dubai cause Jack sent him there where Tracy intends to do airplane food jokes because it's new to them. You know how Mark Twain said Ohio or Cincinnati in particular is always like 10 years behind everything. Only Dubai is, is 20 years. So that's good to know. So she's like, Tracy, you can't miss the show. He's like, don't blame me. Blame Jack. He's the one I'm spending the $3 million with. Liz is verklempt because her jawline acne is breaking up, the source of which, Jack Donaghy, Tracy Jordan. Okay, but the New York Post guy's super hot. Who's the cutout of that Kenneth is hiding behind on the elevator? A less hot man. I thought you would have known. I didn't didn't. bother to look it up. That's the only reason I didn't. You Googled one thing and now you're the master of everything. <laughs> okay. So she gets this hot dude and this cardboard cutout that we just spent 80 minutes trying to Google. <laughs> trying to Google eyes. We didn't find it. If you gentle viewers know, let us hit us up. So she's in the elevator, hot dude, cardboard cutout. And she is just. Kenneth's hiding back it. there too. Kenneth's hiding back away. there too. Julie, take it away. Emma's the one laughing. And also just because I loved it. <laughs> No, the laughing spurs me on. It's your death stare that hurts me. I was typing. She was typing. Nick is a class A moron. So you and Jack Donaghy are the cause of my jawline acne. And the hot guy's like, you work for Jack Donaghy? She's like, that class A moron, unfortunately. Must be tough taking orders from a guy like that, huh? She's like, I don't take orders from him. He's an idiot. He doesn't know what he's doing. That guy can eat my poo. Do you work here too? No. No, I'm a reporter for the New York Post specializing in business gossip. And then you asked him if he was single, says Kenneth. <laughs> and he said, don't worry about it. 
But then, okay, fine. You got me. I did it. But I'm not taking the fall for this one. I've taken too many bullets for this idiot staff in the past. Past. I mean, she Jonathan. has. Yeah, I guess. So they're all freaking out. Jonathan, did someone turn the heat up? No idea. Where I'm from, we don't notice the heat. That's interesting. Who said I that? Frank. He said, I didn't know it was hot in assholevania. <laughs> that was a clever one. That was a super clever one. Liz is like, I deserve a free pass. Kenneth is stuck up on morality. He's never going to make it in show business. Um, and he's like, that's not the right thing to do. Liz counters with, well, but Jack and I are friends, and it would screw things up if this came out. Again, super manipulative language here. Just crazy. What if I messed up his chances of getting that promotion? I would be so sad if I got caught from this. There it is. Now, in the background, Milf Island is having piggyback rides. The women have the little boys on their back, and they're running races. Yikes. Yikes. But you're not supposed to lie. Then she says one of her awesome ones. Ugh, you apple-faced goon! (laughs) Fine, I will tell him. Pray for me, Kenneth. And how does Kenneth pray? Pray on the herons. Go left, right, open, and salute to the sky. (laughs) Yeah. believe you didn't tell him you listen to me little abner keep your fried baloney hole shut i am not going down for this i'll tell him you did it who do you think he's gonna believe i'm important around here miss lemon your eyes look like my uncle's after you would drink from the air conditioner i thought we were friends i didn't come here to make friends i came here to be number one so pete is still trapped under the vending machine now do you guys know what the darwin awards are Mm-mm. yes they're an award julie you go no go ahead they're an award given to people who die stupidly. Correct. And 35 people died from vending machine accident. So, yes, people are morons. So, every year they give away an award for the person who uh, died the dumbest. Okay. But Pete doesn't die, and he's being awesome. He's going to use his, his uh, MacGyver-type moves, and he takes off his shoe, and he throws it, and the phone comes off. He's like, great. I just need four numbers. So, he uses his wallet, and then his keys, then his other shoe, then his wedding ring. <laughs> Which is a very dramatic moment. He pulls yes. it off, looks all stern, because he just needs four numbers, like an extension for the yeah. building numbers. Any random number. It gets all and through. It, it beeps. He's like, yes, Hornberger. Who's he going to call? Who's he going to call? Pete's voice on the answering machine. Hello, you reach Pete Hornberger at TGS. <laughs> ah! <laughs> just his luck, Hornberger. <laughs> so Liz goes to Jack's office. And he's still milking this class A moron bullshit. It was traumatic. Why was it traumatic? Because when he was a child, he had a terrible stutter. He was so embarrassed, he rarely spoke in class. Gonna get a word out. He was the object of ridicule. Ridicule? Oh my god! I'm gonna be put in the class with Kelly! So he was put in this special class in the boiler room. The only other kid was a child named Gilly, who had fallen through the ice as a child. Technically dead for 57 minutes. Happens. So, to get jobs in the mill, because obviously they were unemployable, they had them sweep up sawdust. Um, <laughs> and they designated themselves Class A morons. And this moment brought him back to that boiler room, making little piles of sawdust. While, while Gilly did what? Masturbated. <laughs> Take me to erection code. Very upsetting. And Liz is like, I'm sure whoever said that thing about you had no idea. Jack's like, of course I came over that overcame that stutter in three languages. On to Princeton, Harvard, 
the top of the business card, business world. I thought I blocked it out, but then a thing like this brings back old emotions. <laughs> Just like and then Liz, racked with guilt, does the right thing. I've narrowed it down to two for and Frank. <laughs> Thank <laughs> Lies! <you>. Liza Minnelli! <laughs> Tooper tries to take some food off Jonathan's desk. Those are jacks. What was that sound? He's like, come on, guys. Whoever did it just didn't confess so we can get out of here. Why are you looking at me and Lutz? <laughs> I wasn't. I think a Lutz will tell you that I'm innocent. The, dry, the drumming survivor music starts in the background. It gets fucking intense. And then Lutz is like, I won't, dude. Frank's beside himself. We had a dirtbag alliance. But Lutz is wearing American Eagle. How can it be a dirtbag? Which, funny enough, people who wear American Eagle, dirtbags. So true. And formed, often... I, I'm sorry, but like, if you see someone who is over the age of 50 wearing an American Eagle polo, they are a pedophile. I don't think Frank Lutz is over the age of 50. <laughs> There's lots of infighting. He calls him Judas. He's like, I thought we had a deal. Everyone's shouting at once. Who cares if you went to Harvard? Who cares? Back to the show. Deborah, what was the hardest part of this for you? She said, I'd have to say the physical challenges. I mean, you're tired, hungry, you want to go home. Pete's now dragging the vending machine across the floor. <laughs> and then you just reach inside yourself and you find the strength you didn't even know you had. Inspiring. I mean, one of my implants exploded and I didn't even ask to get off the catapult. <laughs> Rob, so there's only, back. Go. There's a, and there's only two MILFs left and they couldn't be more different. We've got Deborah and we've got Deborah. One of them is going home, but much like reality television, it will be revealed after three more breaks. Uh, ah! Jack says, Deborah's playing the game so well. Even if she loses, America's going to want more. Maybe it's a talk show. Liz is like, no, Jack, I'm not working on it. Jonathan, turn up the heat a little bit more and send in Kenneth. Liz is terrified now, but she goes like full on, like manipulative crazy eyes. She takes off her glasses, stares Kenneth down. Her eyebrows get like Juliana Margulies level of intense. And she's just like, what are you going to do about it? Apple face goon. Look goon. <laughs> Boy. Jack's like, so Liz and I were hoping you could help us track down the person who's been saying these hurtful things about me in the paper. Kenneth pans to Liz. Liz stares daggers back. Well, I'm sure whoever did this regrets her or his mistake and will do the right thing. Now, do the right thing only exists in Spike Lee's mind. No one does the right thing. No one. I came here to be number one, not do the right thing. <laughs> So Jack asks him, do you have any guesses? Kenneth, I need an answer. The stress of this is making me awful sleepy, which so seems relatable. like a, a true Nick Cotter line. So this part, I need some guidance on. So okay. Jonathan's like, there's a call I think you're going to be excited about. He's like, Mr. Geist? He's like, oh, no. Hi, hi President Vice, Ch Vice President Cheney. But it's not until much later when Jack has to go work wherever Matthew Broderick is where he has to let Dick Cheney touch him, right? That's way far away in the future. Okay, well, that was, yeah, yeah. But Dick Cheney was vice president at that time. I know, so why doesn't Jack want to talk to him? Because I think at that point, everyone knew that Dick Cheney was responsible for the war in Iraq, a monster. And it was sort of like lampooning, oh my God, this idiot, even Republicans hate him. I think it's just because Jack really wants the Don Guy's call and assumed that if Jonathan's going to interrupt with a, there's someone you really want to talk to, it's Don Guy's because he's waiting for that fucking job and not just another congratulation. Vice President of the United hit. States. And he's like, I'm going to kill you. I don't know. No, no so one like you said. <laughs> it was a harsh reaction. It felt unnecessary. Fair. Rude. 
so rude. It was fair. And then he goes out on the veranda to talk to him. He's like, yes, I hope Deborah wins as well. No, they're not real, unfortunately. <laughs> what was he talking about, do you think? Um, her boobage. Oh, was that it? Nice. <laughs> Do you, think do you see? I pretended like I didn't know for yeah. comedy. <laughs> terrible acting. Did you get it? Did you get it? I would keep your fried baloney hole shut, Julie. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great line. I would that never think of Apple Face Goon or baloney hole. This whole monologue was amazing. Do you want to do it or should I do it? I think you should do it. Thank you. That was the correct answer. <laughs> <laughs> so. Kenneth is just like, I can't believe you didn't tell them. Liz gets full on crazy eyes and is like, you listen to me, little Abner. Keep your fried bologna hole shut. I'm not going down for this. And Kenneth's like, I'll tell him you did it. She's like, who do you think he's going to believe? I'm important around here. Kenneth notices that Liz Lemon's eyes look like his uncle's after he would drink from the air conditioner. Happens, you know, <laughs> happens. I thought we were friends. And then Liz and Deborah at the same time say, I didn't come here to make friends. I came here to be number one. There it is. Liz Lemon. I can't believe they put what you said in the paper. So this ends up, Tracy doesn't actually know what's going on. He's got a section of the paper with Kathy in it. They flash back to Liz Lemon with the very popular middle part going, ack, 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 ack. What is with the middle part? Gen Z is out of their minds. Well, Kathy had a middle part, but yes, Gen Z is also out of their minds. Chocolate, chocolate, chocolate. (laughs) Ack. If you decide to sue them, I know a good lawyer. Took me to the cleaners last year. <laughs> kind of says the truth will come out. Like my cousin Steve, after he went to music college, it will come out. <sighs> Gay stuff. I'm so in. I was already in, but now I'm in harder. Rob Hubel, stay tuned for one final shocking twist. <laughs> ah! I like, I literally exclaimed that when I watched this for the eighth time. Just so you know where I'm at. Thank you. Shut up, she says to the TV. Brought to you by Soy Joy, fortified with optimism. Are they still around? Uh, is Soy Joy real? Soy Joy is real, yeah. I do Despite not remember Despite this Soy advertising Joy. campaign, I don't think they made it. <laughs> so Liz is like, Jack, it's almost 11. Why don't you let those guys go home and we'll sleep on it? This is my favorite part. They called me Stammerhead Shark Lemon. What? The kids at school, they called me name. Mrs. Stutterworth, Stutterfingers, Stuttermilk Pancakes. The butter thing really opened up a lot of doors for them. Because, you know, in the, in the Sixth Sense, it was Stuttering Stanley, Stuttering Stanley. Oh, Such a good move. <clears throat> so Liz is, like, trying to make him feel better. She's like, I wore corrective shoes as a kid. When I was born, I had a malformed extra baby foot. <laughs> Extending from my actual foot. So polydactylol is when a baby is born with an extra finger on their hand or an extra toe on the foot. It she had an on, extra foot. It can be on one or both hands or feet. Usually happens on the pinky finger side. Well, I couldn't find extra leg, but I found extra <laughs> finger or foot. And then she says, they think maybe I ate my twin. Now, I have been obsessed with fetus and V2 my entire life, right? That there's like a ball of hair and teeth growing inside of you. That was like a twin, but it didn't get all the nutrients it needed. But parasitic twins are different from vanishing twins. A vanishing twin <laughs> early ultrasound has a fetal heartbeat and continues the presence of two fetuses. But in later tests, only one fetus remains. The vanishing twin is absorbed by the remaining twin, the placenta or the mother's body. Wow. So that's what I yes. think she did. 
<laughs> Instead of saying eat, they just say absorbed. Yikes. So sci-fi. <laughs> so then after the surgery, she had to walk pigeon-toed once they got rid of that extra leg. So all through school, she had to wear corrective foot gear that attached to her head gear. <laughs> and Jack says, Gilly chewed through his head gear. <laughs> the point is, Liz survived. It made me a better person, and the same is true of you, Jack. After all this, your success is because of that certificate. It made you who you are. It's not a bad thing. So somehow we missed the topic of that certificate, but you know I had to zoom in. There you go. So it says, class A moron. This is the certificate Jack has shown when he was designated class A moron. And you don't get to see the whole thing, but it says it's a scientific term coined by a psychologist. Just A. Meaning dull as opposed to sharp, having a mental... Problem. Is this on the certificate? Yeah. And at the bottom it says, John Francis Donaghy. This is a valid document in the psychological community. <laughs> sure. Right. Using Validity slang, sometimes standard. in a detrimental context. Blah, blah, blah. So then there's like a scorecard of how he's doing in every subject. And in um, is dependable, he gets a check mark and a 73. Shows initiative, he gets a check mark and a 62. Concentrates on a topic at hand. Check mark and 68. Speaks in class. No check mark. Because he was a stutterer. I know, but he made this up. This is fake. When did he have time to write this whole crazy fake document? You know who did it. Jonathan. It's your fave. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, the attention to detail on this show. <laughs> it's, it's made for people like me who are like, can I zoom in? What does it say? Okay, so we're back in... The hot zone, where TGS employees are fighting to the death. Everyone's turning on each other. Serena knows people at page six, so she would do it. And then, maybe you did it. Why did it? Who knows who's even saying it? Tracy Jordan goes full Bob Marley and starts speaking the redemption song. And his own little twist. He's like, we must divorce ourselves from our prejudices and appeal to our higher reasoning. This is the speaking banana. <laughs> Everyone will get a chance to speak. Josh is first, obviously. He would never do it because he's loyal to the show. Not I do it with mutual. you. <laughs> yeah, and then Tracy goes off. <laughs> Look at the light in his eyes. They're freaky like a wolf. <laughs> <laughs> so like, hey, keep it down. Why are you still here? He's like, I love it up here. It's hot. It's loud. There's no pizza. It's like Miami. And then Liz comes out. They're like, maybe Liz did it. She starts doing full-on crazy pants crying. Gaslighting for sure. Are you She's kidding like, me? After all the times I've defended you guys and covered up for you, how dare you accuse me? Say you're sorry right now. Kenneth is disgusted. Yikes. I know. He's like, I cannot take this anymore, and I'm going to put an end to it. But, then, but, but. And then he falls on that dagger. I said those bad things about you in the newspaper, sir. Kenneth, you? I couldn't lie anymore, sir. Because everyone knows the weight of a lie makes your soul so heavy that you can't rise up to heaven. And. You don't look good behind. in jeans from behind. <laughs> but why, Kenneth? Why? Is it because I made you work late last night? Franks? Yeah, it is because of that. <laughs> I was here folding Milf Island t-shirts until two in the morning. Then you didn't even offer me one. Needless to say, I grumbled about you to anyone who would listen. I don't know what to say, Kenneth. You've embarrassed yourself and the show. You may have compromised my chances of running this company. I mean, needless to say, you've hurt me personally. Lemon, do you have anything you want to add? You disgust me. <laughs> well, that's over. And then, perfect timing, 
Cut to Milf Island. Deborah wins. She played the game so well, much like Liz did. She manipulated. She lied. She got a pretty bad staph infection. But tonight, Deborah is our winner. And another challenging stage, Pete is barely breathing still underneath the <laughs> vending machine. Who won? Liz Lemon walks into her office, Mirts again. That's M-Y-I-R-T. Mirt. Sponsored by Soyjoy. She's eating pizza and she's singing a tune, but I don't know what tune it was. Did you? Um, so the transcript I have in front of me says, da, 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 No, but it is a song that you know. Da, 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 da. Not the way you're singing it. So she goes into her office and is surprised by Jack. What are you doing here? He's like, guys called me. Oh, good. I've never heard him sound so happy. He called me Jackie boy. Deborah's testing off the charts in the most profitable demographics. Soccer moms, NASCAR dads, white collar pervs, and the obese. I'm glad that he updated his list from like two or three episodes ago when it was like fairies, communists, everything like that. Yes. From that survey. Throw so back. she's like, congratulations. He's like, I've come a really long way from that heart attack. Haven't I lemon? I mean, he is just piling it on. Uh huh. And Liz lemon. Like at what point would you have broken? I would have told immediately. Oh, hurt. I would have Weird. said, oh, I made a mistake. Sorry. I would have kept digging. So deep. A little truffle pig. So Geist's job is mine to lose. There's just one thing still bothering me. that Kenneth's story doesn't hold up. She's like, you want some pizza? <laughs> Kenneth was folding t-shirts till 2 a.m. But the post goes to press at midnight. Even if somehow someone, even if he somehow did bump into a reporter in the elevator, it'd be too late. And Liz is wow. like, well, that guy's the worst. <laughs> she is triple, quadruple, quintuple, sextuple down. On this. Terrible. I love it. <laughs> He's like, this should be the greatest night of my life, but I can't enjoy it. I mean, it's k- 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 killing me that somebody would say that about me. <laughs> I'm sure the person who said it probably didn't mean it. It says lives, and it was probably twofer. No, they meant it. They think I'm a moron, just like Gilly and everyone else. And Liz, beside herself, says, even Gilly made fun of you? <laughs> Brutal. You know, it's funny, Lemon. I guess I'll always be the kid. I'm sorry. I said you could eat my poo. It was me. I did it. I know. I just wanted you to admit it. And you know how you're going to make this up to me, don't you? So she's going to have to write the Deborah show. He wants. She wants to sing in every episode. You knew? How? Well, she says eat my poo a lot. Cut to her saying, no onion rings? This place can eat my poo. It's gross. Gross, Liz. You say that word a lot more than you realize. <laughs> now I need you to initial here, sign here, and here. <laughs> I've got to admit, I never thought I'd get you. I mean, the stutter, the certificate, Gilly? Yeah, well, yeah. I made up all that stuff about the extra baby foot, okay? <laughs> I made that up. I'll walk you out. And then Liz Lemon starts uh, doing the little cuckoo, pigeon, toe, shuffle. Heel toe, Lemon, heel toe. And uh, Rob Hubel, to end the show, says, stick around. Coming up next, we've got Dog Swap. (laughs) Woo! All right. Nice, nice, nice. All right. Gemstones? 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 
Gemstones. <laughs> Gemstones. Ready? Let's go. Oh, Emma with the low balling of 90. Jesus. Nick just a little bit over at 97. And Julie with a perfect 96. <laughs> <laughs> Does that girl know how to score an episode or what? <laughs> perfect every time. <laughs> it's a, I, I can't. I mean, I can't even believe it. Just call her fucking Danny Elfman. I amaze myself. <laughs> Emma, 90 seems low. Yeah, why were you Explain wrong? yourself. Come to I Tribal Council. I think I just maybe I wasn't in the right mood to watch it. I just didn't laugh out loud as much as I expected. And the Milf Island is really creepy. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, I always go a little lower when they make me cringe like extra hard. Honestly, the Tracy Jordan line about Miami <laughs> almost <laughs> bumped it higher. I just loved that. <laughs> and all of the Kenneth as the righteous Christian is always great. So I don't know. It was so good. Bad. I just didn't laugh at this. But it might just be me. It's where I'm at in life, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, a 90 is still pretty high. Yeah. It's still I mean, really I think one. a 97 was a little overboard, a little overkill. It was one point. <laughs> one point. But it was, Hi. you know, empirically a 96 episode, apparently. I feel like it. <laughs> <laughs> and then our next episode is a treat. We've got the Subway Hero. Mm, when I say Subway, you say Hero. Subway. Dean hero. Winters. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I guess that's it. This was a super fun episode. I love Milf Island. I mean, I don't want to go to Milf Island. I think it's disgusting, <laughs> but this episode makes me laugh. I do love how all the stories come together. Super grateful for that. Um, if you'd like to have more information about us, you can check us out at takespod.com. Um, you can see us on Instagram and Twitter. Have a great week. We will see you soon for Subway Hero. Thanks, Emma. Thanks, Subway Nick. Hero. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Blurg is a project of Team Takes, a.k.a. Nick Cotter, Julie Sunderland, and Emma Cotter. With the invaluable sound editing help from Phil Cotter and Frank. <laughs> the awesome toenails on the wood floor from Frank. <laughs> we love you, Frank. Bye.